Yeah, what an incredible game of EPL action. And uh, joining us down the line to talk all things football is host at Football Nation Radio, Oscar Rutherford. Oscar, welcome back to the show. Great to be back here again. Thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, we're going to kick things off with some EPL action because uh, what an incredible matchup we did get to witness across the weekend. Arsenal defeating Man United 3-2 the final score. Whoa, what, a, what a matchup it was, and it really solidified Arsenal as a legitimate team. Well, I mean, depends if you think that they were before this, or not, I suppose, in saying that. But yeah, absolutely, it was a, a sensational matchup. That, you know, it's one of those matches that actually lived up to the hype, which is, which is always very exciting when it happens, of course. Such, so many storylines going into this, and Arsenal have been leading the pack in the Premier League for such a long time now. We've just been asking... Will they be able to maintain it? Can they keep this up? Will anyone be able to, uh, you know, catch them sleeping one day and, and Arsenal slip up and they let go of their grip of the title? And so far, the answer has continued to be no because they managed to get their revenge over Manchester United, who were a team who beat them uh, earlier on in the season. So we knew it was a really big test. And Manchester United were in sensational form coming into the game. Yeah, absolutely solidifies Arsenal's position as top dogs in the Premier League right at the moment. With that being said, Manchester City are always hot on their tail and, and you can never count out Pep Guardiola's team. But yeah, it's, it's, a re- it's been a really exciting season and Mikel Arteta and, and Arsenal deserve a lot of credit for the way that they've stepped up this time around. And what did you make of the performance of uh, Enketia with uh, with those two goals and, and the winner in the end? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Eddie Enketia, as well as you know, Bukayo Saka and Marcus Rashford as well for, for Manchester United. Just there's so much young English talent who really excelled in this game, which would, at least in, in, in the English press, certainly be particularly exciting. And Eddie Nketiah, I mean, he's just uh, one of a plethora of young players that have been given a run, given a lot of responsibility at Arsenal, and they're consistently standing up to the plate. And, and Mikel Arteta deserves a lot of credit for that. He, he's achieving what he is with largely young uh less proven players than, than you'd perhaps expect uh, to be a team leading the Premier League. And Eddie and Eddie is absolutely another example of that. What do you make of the pickup by Arsenal uh, of Leandro Trossard, uh, who had a pretty good World Cup uh, for Belgium? Uh, what do you make of the pickup? Yeah, pretty good World Cup, but more relevantly, I'd say uh, he, he, he's established himself as a really decent Premier League player at Brighton and Albion for the last few seasons. He, 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 things were going quite swimmingly for, for him and at Brighton in general. It's been a really good season for them and then kind of from nowhere things combusted and all of a sudden Leandro Trossard's out the door and, and to sign for Arsenal. And look, I think I, it, it's hard to criticise Arsenal at the moment and I think that Leandro Trossard's a sensible pickup. Uh, I'm not sure that he'll you know be the difference between winning and losing the title, but I think that just as adding that extra layer of depth as the season goes on, someone who we can, who we know can perform in the Premier League and score goals, uh, I think that could work really well for Arsenal. And, and I'd imagine that he'd suit their, their system quite well uh, also. So I, I think it's quite a shrewd pick-up, even if it's not, you know, uh, world-changing in terms of what the, cons- what the, uh, the results will be for Arsenal by signing Crossard. Now, you mentioned Man City are hot on Arsenal's tail. They had a great win over the Wolves, 3-0. And Erling Haaland, with all three goals, a hat-trick to his name. He uh, just continues to impress uh, so, so much, does Erling Haaland. He's just a freak of nature. It's, uh, you, you, kind of, you run out of words to describe Erling Haaland. He doesn't, 
you don't look at him and straight away imagine that he's the most incredible footballer that, that, that you'll ever have seen. But he just he has this incredible extra stride, extra bit of pace, and then he's composed in front of goal. He just he, he's just a super freak. He's a, he's a freak of nature, and and I've no no more words to describe him. But yeah, absolutely, and he's been a big part of Manchester City's continued title push. They remain just the five points behind because of yet another. Belling Harland, Patrick, he's breaking all sorts of records pretty much every time he goes onto the pitch. And, and of course, he's a player who Manchester City will benefit from still having lots of energy as we get into the back half of the season because, of course, he didn't have to go to Qatar to play the World Cup because Norway didn't qualify. So it's hard to imagine him slowing down. And, and with someone like Erling Haaland to Manchester City, it's that extra impetus for Arsenal to, to keep up their current form because Manchester City will pounce if Arsenal don't. Do you see him being able to break the goal-scoring record for, for most goals in the season? Seems likely at this point. It, it, it feels foolish to suggest that he can't do anything when it comes to goal-scoring at this point in time. You'd imagine every single record that's ever been made, he's, he's going to break the way things are going. Look, uh, he's, he's, as I say, he's, he's got this incredible ability that I've pretty much never seen in a footballer before, and he's shown no signs of slowing down. The only thing that holds him back is he does get injured. Uh, he's managed to maintain his fitness relatively well at Manchester City so far. So barring any injury, absolutely, he can break pretty much any goal-scoring record he likes. Uh, now, Liverpool and Chelsea, they didn't do themselves any sort of favours in match day 21. A nil-all draw uh, for those two sides up against each other, and they both sit ninth and 10th on the table. Yeah, I mean, we talk about how impressive Arsenal and Manchester City have been, and then, you know, the, the opposite end of the spectrum is very much uh, Liverpool and Chelsea, as you say, a nil-nil draw, two sides to... Look, a draw doesn't do much for them, as you say. They're stuck down in mid-table. They're well and truly out of any title races or anything of that kind of sort. Manchester United are currently in fourth on 39 points, and Liverpool are 10 points behind them on 29, as are Chelsea. So it's a, it's a big gap. It's, it's hard to imagine them really qualifying for the Champions League this season and just a good run of form can maybe get them in, 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 con, uh, in, the, in the competition for perhaps the Europa League or something like that. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty miserable for Liverpool and Chelsea. Liverpool, you can understand a bit in the sense that uh, you know, the way that Jurgen Klopp plays and he demands so much of his players and he's got a bit more of an ageing squad and perhaps hasn't refreshed it as much as he's needed to and we're kind of seeing the effects of that. They're faltering a little bit on Liverpool whilst Chelsea... I mean, when I spoke to you before, man, I've just described them as a circus because it's what they always are. They have so many quality players, but you're never sure if they're going to work together. They've always got a new manager. Graham Potter's under all sorts of pressure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether Chelsea yet again resort to, to replacing the manager in the hopes of sparking a new run of form at the end of the season in maybe one of the cup competitions because Chelsea has certainly done that before and they certainly could do that again, but... In the league for Liverpool and Chelsea, not expecting a lot from them for the remainder of the campaign. Okay, and uh, just quickly, what did you make of uh, Newcastle's tie with Crystal Palace? A nil-all draw in the end. Newcastle are sitting third on the on the table. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the, the really impressive thing for Newcastle is that they've they've lost one Premier League game all season. They're twenty games in and they've lost one, which is which is just remarkable. And that record continues against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, mind you, who've had a pretty good few days growing with Manchester United. And Newcastle. Look, I, I think Newcastle, they're, they're in a really good position to finish top four at the moment. They've got a six-point lead over Tottenham in fifth. So it, it's okay to have these kinds of draws against Crystal Palace. They've had these, these kinds of results 
uh, relatively often as the season's progressed and it's just a matter of Eddie Howe getting that consistency. So no need for panic stations at all for Newcastle. They're, they're still looking really good and in pole position to finish top four. And it's, it's just the nature of, of an arduous Premier League season that you're going to have those dips. And, and as long as those are still picking up points, which is exactly what Newcastle have done, they should still be okay. What's your tip for tomorrow morning's matchup between Fulham and Tottenham? Yeah, well, not... Before the season, you wouldn't have expected this to be a particularly interesting affair, but it certainly is. Fulham in seven. They've been one of the surprise packages of the season, just a couple of points behind Tottenham in fifth. Look, uh, it would be tough to bet against Spurs in these kinds of fixtures, as impressive as Fulham have been. So I will play it safe and back Antonio Conte's side, uh, you know, with the quality that they've got. They should be able to get over the line, but they're a bit of a a wild card at the moment, Tottenham. So you never really know which team's going to turn up. Speaking to Oscar Rutherford here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Oscar, let's turn our attention to the A-League now. The Perth Glory, they're in fine form at the moment. Uh, Another win here at Macedonia Park up against Melbourne Victory. 3-1 the final score. And Adam Taggart, geez, didn't he step up late in the match? And, uh, well, it's only a sign of things to come, I would suggest. Yeah, look, it's uh, you know, when I spoke to you last time, we were saying how good the job Ruben Zadkovic has done to, I guess, first and foremost, make this Perth Glory side competitive again, but he's, he's going above and beyond that at the moment. The run that Perth Glory are on, I think they've won three of their last four, which is just something we never expected of them over the last couple of seasons, and their and level on points with MacArthur and six just in, in, inside the finals position. So, you know, it's, I, I, it's, it's seems crazy that Perth are on the cusp of finals, but the way things are going... They're on a roll, and particularly at home in Macedonia Park, where they got that impressive 3-1 result over Melbourne Victoria. Sold out Macedonia Park, and you know that that's just an additional positive for Perth that, that comes with playing at a smaller stadium. And yeah, and then as you say, Adam Taggart, I, I don't think it surprises anyone that Adam Taggart would come back in and do a very good job in this competition. He's proven at this level, including at Perth, and, and he's filling a position that Perth really needed someone. Uh, I think they, they, they've been asking a lot of youngsters to do some heavy lifting and they've done a really decent job. But Adam Taggart's just that extra layer of quality and he proved to be the difference against Melbourne Victory uh, the other night. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking really positive for Perth Glory at the moment. I guess the question is whether they can translate their home form to their to the games away from home as well because that's something that we haven't quite seen yet. But the way things are going... Perth have plenty of home games considering how often they played away at the beginning of the season. It's, it's a full credit to Ruben Zatkovic. Okay, and what do you what do you make of uh, the Perth Glory's latest signing in Jordan Elsie coming from Newcastle? Yes, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, Jordan Elsie. He's a player who's been around the A-League for a long time. He's, he's very much a, a serviceable defender. He had some experience at this level, which is something that Perth don't have a lot of. I mean, they do have a reasonable amount, actually, now that I say that, but scattered throughout the team. So, look, I, it, it looks kind of similar to when we were talking about Leandro Crossard at Arsenal. Just a, a reasonable player at this level who knows what he's doing, can add that extra that extra depth uh, at a centre-back spot. And we know that Perth like to play with the back three, so having those those numbers in reserve. And, and it'll be interesting to see whether Jordan Elsie gets himself a starting spot. It'll be hard to break into this first-story team the way it's going. But even if he doesn't, just to add that extra depth and, and as the season's getting into its later stages, I think that's a really sensible move for Perth. Uh, and just probably probably the uh, the other highlight matchup of the weekend, the Wellington Phoenix defeating the Central Coast Mariners 2-1. So uh, the Wellington Phoenix in fourth position, Central Coast still in second. But uh, yeah, an interesting result there. What did you make of the game? 
that were arguably the two most exciting teams in the A-League, men's going at it in Wellington, getting a really impressive result against Central Coast, who have been just about my favourite team of the season, just the way they go about it. But yeah, Wellington, 100%, particularly when they're playing at home, they seem so hard to stop. They recruit so well. They're, they're coached very well by Ufik That They're a side who's benefited from the from the stability that having the same coach for several seasons brings. And, and he consistently, Ufik seems to get a good amount of out of Wellington. So there's been a lot of talk about Central Coast. But yeah, Wellington inside the top four, just a couple of points behind Central Coast Mariners. It's, it's, it's hard to see them not making the top six the way things are going because they're just such a solid outfit who, who are always so dangerous with their, with their really uh, mobile forward line. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's all it's all looking good for Wellington, and, and you know even though Central Coast lost, I, I still imagine they'll bounce back pretty strongly, and they too should be making a deep run this season. Okay, uh, before I do let you go, Oscar, did anything else stand out to you in the A League uh, across the weekend? Yeah, look, I think uh, the, the, the main other thing that's been been going on is the, is the A League women's competition, which continues to be really really exciting. Western United making their debut in the A League women's competition, winning their first seven games in the competition, which is just ridiculous, and they, they remain on top of the league. Western United, Melbourne, Sydney, sorry, Melbourne City, Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory, the kind of four powerhouse teams so far this season, and that top four seems to be solidifying a little bit. So it's certainly an interesting one to watch, particularly in the year of a home Women's World Cup. I'd really encourage everyone to keep an eye on the A-League women's competition. Perth Glory as well, look, it'll be a, they'll be hard... It'll be tough for them to make top four, which is the, the top four final position at this stage, although they do have so many really exciting young players who are certainly ones to keep an eye on in the years to come. But even if not for first glory, just around the competition, there's so much brilliant quality in the A-League women's this season, and, and that's certainly something to keep an eye on. Oscar, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for taking the time, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Not a problem at all. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. There he goes, Oscar Rutherford from Football Nation Radio. I thank him for his time on the program this afternoon.